feel like the middle section, this section has a lot of love, so we're gonna just move into the middle here.
Awesome. How are we doing, church? Great to see you. Welcome to the Thailand team. Let's give it up for them. Fantastic. Take a seat. Give your neighbour a high five. We're going to hear from Nicole and the team very briefly for a few moments. But let's put our hands and give a warm welcome for Brent Weather all the way from the Ukraine. So we're going to be hearing from Brent a little bit longer, or a little bit later, I should say, in our gatherings. So it's going to be really, really cool. And Pastor Sheridan and Jan are ministering in an apostolic church in Brisbane today. And they'll be back later in the week. So that's cool. So Ashley, over to you for birthdays. So has anyone had a birthday? It's not their anniversary of their birth. No one? 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 Yeah? Anyone had a, a wedding anniversary as well? Can't quite see. No? Just well, Geneva. Oh, here we go. Oh, Geneva. All right. Guys, it, you guys want to... Congratulations. Yeah, we'll get some the chocolate big for you. Two one. Do you guys all want to stand and we'll pray for Geneva? Yeah? Take a handful. And another one. You go and chuck some around, Geneva. Tell your dad wants some, I can tell. He's got that look in his eye. You better give some to him. Look, he's holding out for it. Take a whole lot more, where you go. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity, purpose and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, Amen. Awesome. Okay, if this is your first or second time at Activate Church, we give you a very warm welcome. As you leave the auditorium tonight, there's Helen at the back. Turn around and see her. Helen will give you a big wave. We've got a white pack there with some details for you. We'd love to hear from you and give you the opportunity to leave your details as well. So why don't we give it up for Nicole? Why don't you come, Nicole, with the team? Come on up. Yeah. Oh, now John has to uh, come. Thailand team, you might as well come. How do I? I'm not being up here by myself. Uh, most of us got the memo to wear our Thailand shirts. And look at Zach's amazing pants that he brought. He could smuggle like the supermarket into the movie theatre with those pants. Um, it's great, yeah. So um, we've been away for the last what, 10 days over in Thailand. Um, we had an absolutely amazing time. Um, so when we were over there, we got to spend time with Peter and Wow, our missionaries um, in Kong Ken. And we had the honour of going into eight villages uh, to run holiday programs uh, for some of the kids over there. Um, in Thailand at this time of the year, it's uh, their major school holidays. Um, so a lot of the kids get left with their grandparents while their parents have to keep working in the city. Um, so to help them out, we run some holiday programs, uh, play soccer and lots of different games with the kids. And we also have an opportunity to share the gospel with these kids. Um, for myself, one of the highlights was um, the first village we went to, we actually got to visit three years ago when the team went over. And three years ago, this village had never heard the gospel before. Three years on, um, Peter and Wow have a church of 20 people who meet um, every Friday morning um, just to kind of pray and go over scriptures together. So that was um, just amazing to see there's something so simple as running um, holiday programs can get a church started in these villages. Um, did anyone else? Yeah. <laughs> I said, do we have a, like, did it have to be appropriate? Or? Yes. 
Um, <laughs> do it. Okay. Um, okay. What about while trying to sell the boys off to the local girls? That was pretty great. Going around on the ute and you just hear her start bartering and just pointing to the boys and they didn't understand what was going on, but it was amazing. <laughs> Um, wow, one of my favourite things, well, I, I've always loved sport, so like being able to play football with these kids who are like freaking incredible was like, Zach knows, he was like, oh, they're way better than me, this is such a shame. <laughs> but no, just being able to hang out um, with some incredible kids, um, even though there's like massive language barrier, like just being able to play sports and draw chalk all over the roads or blow bubbles, oh, the kids love that. Like it was just incredible just to be able to connect even without the language. But, being able to speak the same language. Um, yeah, it's just insane. And then, yeah, just sowing seeds in terms of what we know, like what many of us would have been brought up with, like from an early age, like some of these guys are just hearing it for the first time and we get to be a part of that, so yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, but keep praying for Peter and Wow. I mean, they do amazing work over there. Um, it's kind of like just them going out to these villages and every village that we visit, they follow up like week in, week out. They make sure that if anyone's heard the gospel that they get followed up. Um, so just keep praying for them and the work that they're doing. Let's give it up for the Thailand team. Today is a special day in our calendar because it's the launch of our... MJ, you weren't up here. Oh, how did that happen? Do you want to come up here? Do you want to tell us? Come on, let's give it up for MJ. Yeah, no, um, I went along. I was a little bit shy because, you know, I'm older than they are, but much wiser, I think. Uh, no, oh, we had a fantastic time, and um, I had some time to talk to Peter and Wow as well, and they're doing an amazing job. The biggest challenge there is 95% of the country is uh, Buddhist. So wherever you walk, you see these little temples and it's part of their way of life. They go in there and they do their offerings to idols um, and they give these amazing gifts and they spend a lot of money and the temples are very well decorated and obviously a lot of money goes into it. Um, uh, from Peter, Peter's perspective, is it's very difficult from to proclaim Christianity in those, um, in those towns because they're so busy, Bud, uh, Buddhism embedded that you can't bring them into a Western way of thinking when it comes to Christianity. So you have to um, present Christianity in a way that um, uh, becomes part of their culture. And I suppose that's the challenge they have. Um, the challenges for the team was definitely the climate, which was, you know, 40 degrees, 98% humidity and we were playing soccer. Um, I thought I did a few of the young guys, um, but um, that was a challenge changing, changing food. But the team was really great and they adapted very well. Well, most of us did. Um, some of us were a little bit too adventurous, but um, yeah, it was good. It was all in the mind, eh? See you guys. Fantastic, let's give it up for MJ, that's awesome. And of course, Rachel Maltero went as well. She's not here this evening, but it would have been great 
I'm sure we'll hear from her, her as well. So uh, today is the launch of Global Missions, Global Mandate. And uh, we have the privilege of having Brent with us, as I've said, which we hear from you shortly, Brent. So really looking forward to that. But there's some exciting things for us. And at the end of our gathering, we'll have the opportunity or to have a Global Missions or Global Mandate booklet where you'll hear and see the stories of what our missionaries are doing around the world. So it's very, very exciting. So isn't that cool? And I'm um, looking forward to hearing your feedback on that. So why don't we jump to our feet as we continue our worship this evening. Thank you, band. And uh, let's praise God. So here we go. Feel free to come out here in the middle, find your own space where you can connect to God. Um, what we really felt tonight was just a reverence for who He is and what He does for us and how big He is as well. So. See 
incredible power there is in the name of Jesus. Lord, your word says every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I'm just wondering if you are comfortable to do this, is to place your hand on the shoulder of the person on your right and declare over them the power of the name of Jesus. Just say, I declare over you the power of the name of Jesus. Just begin to speak it out. Declare over you the power of the name of Jesus to set you free to be all that God has called you to be in Jesus' name. Now place your hand on the person on your left and do the same thing. I declare over you the power of the name of Jesus that you will be all that God has called you to be in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for release of your power that, Father, we will truly be your kingdom come on earth. That, Lord, your church would rise up and be the mighty army you've caused her, called her to be. That she will be strong and valiant, Lord, not in her own strength, but in the strength that comes through Jesus Christ. Because mighty and powerful is the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Saviour. And everyone said, Amen. Awesome. Let's give the Lord a big hand. He's great. Great stuff. Thank you, T. Awesome. Well, it's my pleasure to invite Brent to come. Do you want to stand up here or down there? What are you most comfortable with? Down there. Okay, let's do that. And we'll give you this, Brent, and that would be cool. So Brent has been a part of um, Activate Church, what was Eastside, forever. So he was here in 1988, and it is fantastic to have Brent with us today, and it's an absolute privilege to be part of the journey with you. So uh, over to you. Good, good, good. It's amazing how you can sit and not notice things for a very long time. I was in two services here this morning and did not notice the Ukrainian flag. I live in Ukraine. Did anybody notice the Ukrainian flag? Elska is really onto it. Do you know this lady, Elska, who kind of this missions-oriented lady. She was so creative, she found the Ukrainian flag and stuck it under my very nose and I didn't notice. That, under the screen there, is the Ukrainian colours. Blue on top and yellow on the bottom. And uh, I just noticed it when I was at the back earlier that that is our colours. <laughs> We're kind of getting a bit patriotic when it comes to Ukraine. Of blue skies and yellow uh, Wheat fields initially, but you can go everywhere. It's yellow. There's yellow sunflowers. I've never seen so many sunflowers. Fields and fields and fields and fields of sunflowers, all yellow. That's very beautiful. Anyway, I didn't really come to talk about all of those uh, colours. Have we got some picture? All good. Oh, there we are. Um, what I want to do tonight, some of you heard me speak like a really short time ago about a month and a bit ago, and some of you may have heard me this morning. If you know the answers to my questions, don't cheat. Okay, and tell the answers to my questions, because I'm only a one-trick pony. I kind of do only one real thing. This is kind of weird, because it's a church of two halves. It's kind of, this is the more mature half where I was sitting, and this is kind of the, I'm not sure. Oh, the cool ones are over there, okay. And because I work with cool ones, um, as you'll see, even I'm grey, um, when I first came to this church, actually, the first Sunday I ever came to this church, I was asked if I wanted to run the youth group. 
and the next week we were. That was kind of weird. Um, my heart really is for, for young people. Anyway, that'll come out a bit as, as we go on. Um, so this is me in Ukraine. Just a little lesson. There is no such country as the Ukraine. I don't know why we sometimes call it, as English speakers, the Ukraine. It's just Ukraine. If you don't know where it is, think Russia and go down a little bit. Down and to the left. It's a big country, though, 46 million people. I live in Kiev. It's three and a half million people live in the capital city where I live. So it's a, a lot of people and a lot of people who have some idea about God, but not much. And that's kind of my, I guess my mission, my goal is to help people to go from what little I know of God and maybe not even thinking that even exists to falling in love with him and deciding to follow him. Um, kind of just simple. Um, I'm trying to make my life and my understanding of life and God as simple as I can so that I can communicate it simply. Um, I work with this organization. My boss was here this morning. That's why I had to put that up there. Um, one mission organization. There are many, many different organizations that this church partners with, that other churches partner with that work around the world. This is not the best one. It's not the only one, but it's quite a good one. And this video I'm going to show, actually, let me just, won't start it quite yet. I just, um, some of you might know Caleb and Siobhan. They were here in the church um, a little while ago. They just went to Australia. They came to visit us, and they said, we want to make a video to represent and show your ministry. And they did such a good job, I'm going to shut up and let their video talk. Oh, maybe, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get some sound? Don't you love church? It's full of technology. I sometimes wonder if we've got so much technology, if the electricity went off, we could not know how to do church. <laughs> Any luck on that? No luck. Okay, I'm going to have to tell you then. Um, even this isn't going forward now. Okay, what I'm essentially involved in doing is this, making disciples. If I was to summarize, like, everything that I'm doing, it's making a disciple. Um, you know, you know that these guys that follow Jesus, they were called disciples. It's not actually a really common word anymore. Like, you don't go around school or, or, you know, Hamilton saying, oh, I'm a disciple. You know, that's, nobody would understand what you're, it's not a modern word. Maybe a word that used to be a bit more modern is apprentice. We used to do apprenticeships. Some people here may have studied in an apprenticeship. That's how you became a builder. You didn't go to Polytech. You just got a job with a builder. And you just copied everything the builder did, and that's how you learned how to be a builder. Or an electrician. You did some extra courses and all that kind of stuff, but essentially, you were just being... Uh, just following, repeating, whatever the master builder did, you just copied. Okay, it was called apprenticeship. That's probably the closest word to disciple making or discipleship. It's apprenticeship. It's learning from a master how to live, and our master is Jesus. And what we've been doing is been involved with English conversation clubs. A lot of Ukrainians want to learn English. Like this team went to Thailand, there was a language barrier. 
If you come and work with me, there's no language barrier because almost everybody that uh, I work with uh, speaks English. So we use English, English conversation clubs and English camps, um, and then what we call life groups. So I just want to share a little bit about each of those um, kind of factors of, within our thing. And the way I want to do it is to introduce my friend Vadim. So the reason why I chose Vadim is because he was in a little video that we didn't see, but um, he came to my English club about, I suppose, two and a half years ago, maybe even three years ago. He came just to practice English. I don't even know how he heard about us, but I have an English club on Wednesday night. In fact, here it is, um, and that's him in the back. Uh, and he just came. He wanted to practice his English. He just, you know, a chance to meet with a native English speaker, learn some English, practice his English. He told me pretty early, though, on, once he discovered that I was a Christian, that he wasn't interested in Christianity, that he didn't believe in God. He had, in, when he was a kid, he went to some kind of Sunday school until the Sunday school people told him that Jesus sends bad people to hell. What a stupid Sunday school teacher. Anyway... But that's his impression. That became his impression of God, that God just judges people, sends all the bad ones to hell, and uh, he didn't want to believe in any kind of God like that. And so, but he came. He, we kind of built up a little bit of a friendship. He stopped coming for a while, then appeared again about six months later, and about the time when we were going to run our English camp. Okay, and here's our um, camp. We just get together a whole bunch of uh, Kiwis, Americans, Canadians, Brits, um, some Teachers, you don't have to be a teacher to be at our camp. You just have to speak English. Uh, you just have to be able to speak English. Pretty, who can speak English? Pretty well. Who loves Jesus here? Who figures that they could love Ukrainians? Here's a close-up picture of Ukrainians. Could you love them? They're pretty cool. They're pretty awesome. Um, they're a pretty fun bunch. Um, if you could love them for 10 days, speak English, and have a few thousand dollars, you could come to, <laughs> come to Ukraine and help us out. Um, with our English camps that we run in July and August. Actually, I'm serious. We actually need two young women. Um, and I want to talk to you tonight. <laughs> and you can make the decision by tomorrow. Uh, actually, it's not that much of a cut-off date, but it's pretty quick. Uh, I'd need to know for our July camp. But if you're, if you're interested, I'm serious. If you've, by the end of this thinking, ooh, I'm feeling something, then, then come. What do we do at our English clubs? We basically just love Ukrainians and show them a community of Christians how the Christian life works 10 days. Now, a camp, you know this, that's a pretty intense microcosm of you know, intensity and love and all of that. Um, but it's an eye-opener to many because the one thing that many, many people go away from, and this was certainly Vadim's case, he went away thinking, I've never met a group of people who love each other like this. I don't know if that's your experience of being in this place, you know, of being with Christians, but that's an experience that so many of the people who come to our camp go away with. We were amazed at how quickly we just fell in love with each other, and I think that's got a lot to do with the Holy Spirit. Anyway, Vadim came to our camp, but he didn't decide to follow Jesus. Um, he was a little bit convinced, yeah, okay, this is really cool. He started coming along to my church. Let me show you my church. Well, it's actually the church that meets at my house. So this is my church. This is where I go to church. I don't have to go very far because see on the left where those people are sitting on that couch, that's my bed. So all I have to do to go to church is roll out of bed, throw the sheets on the balcony, um, get the coffee, the, the, the dining room table out and uh, make the cups of tea and that's what we do. Around the, everybody brings chocolate. 
you, you, we have chocolate here, but only for very privileged people who have birthdays. Everybody in my church eats chocolate every Sunday. And uh, cookies, whatever, I'm getting a bit of biscuits, I should call them. Um, I'm getting a bit Americanized working with Americans. Uh, but that's church for us. We, we get around, we pray for one another, we, we have a Bible discussion. One of the things that's interesting, here's Vadim. You can recognize him in the front there. Okay, he came along to church for probably, I don't know, six months, seven months, involved in all the Bible discussions. He always put his opinion about what he thought it was meaning. Um, he even came to a retreat. So every so often, um, let me go forward, this, he came to this retreat. We go out of the city a little bit um, and uh, get together for a weekend. And this weekend was actually on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But he wasn't a Christian yet. So in my thinking, well, he, we can't go too far talking with him about gifts that God's given him. He's got talents that God, you've all got talents, but unless you're really filled with the Holy Spirit, you don't have spiritual gifts because they're a spirit thing. Anyway, so I got aside with him and said, look, Vadim, I don't want to offend you, but what we're talking about, the spiritual gifts thing, actually isn't connected with you because you're not following Jesus yet. He says, I know, no problem. He says, I'm, I'm thinking I might make a decision. I just need more information. About three months or two months later, probably, he comes along to Life Group. We ask some questions. There's always questions in Life Group. How's your life going, etc. And he answered in kind of a weird way. And I'm thinking, something's happened. <laughs> something's happened in his life. Something has changed. And he admitted, yeah, okay, the other night I prayed and, and uh, decided to make Jesus my God and my Lord and my King, and I'm going to follow him. Took Probably two years. How many people have been on a long journey? Maybe you're still on that journey. You're still not even sure. You're still not even at the point that Vadim, because for many months he's thinking about it. He's wondering, okay, if God is real, this radically changes everything. I have to rethink my whole view of the world. In fact, that's one of the reasons why I really, really like working with this kind of age group, kind of between 17 and 20-something, 20 25. I think he's about 28 now. Because this is kind of that moment in your life when your parents have taught you a lot of stuff. Um, you know, school's taught you stuff. Your teachers have tried to tell you stuff, you know. Your dad's tried to tell you stuff. Your mum's tried to tell you stuff. Um, people even at church have tried to tell you stuff. But this is the time when you really decide what stuff you're going to believe. This really is the time in your life when, okay, I've been at church, I've been at this thing, I've heard a lot about God, but... This is that stage in your life when you're actually making the decision, what philosophy of life am I going to live, base my life on for the rest of my life? Some of you are at that very decision point. Am I really going to build my life on following Jesus or something else? And, and that's a very important decision to make for yourself. And it's, often it's like, we go, and it's great, I love these songs and everything, but somewhere in there we go home and we lie on our bed, just us and God, and we think about this. I hope you do. And really, are you, what's this point? So Vadim did that. We've had many, many people who've not ever given their lives to the Lord in any kind of public setting. They come and say, last week I thought about it and finally made the decision. I like that. That's been several years, maybe even months, months and months, of thinking about it, wrestling with God. Because it is a bit of a wrestle. Because we want to be the boss, don't we? I want to be the boss of my own life. I want to run the whole thing. You know, that's, that's us. That's who we are as human beings. God says, ah, okay. Yeah, you do that and you'll wreck it every time. We know that. <laughs> Those of us who have lived long enough like me, <laughs> we know that every time we try and do it, we wreck it. 
If you're young enough and you don't believe us, just believe me. <laughs> that might save you a lot of pain in your life. Um, give it to God. Anyway, so Vadim did that. I just want to go back and show these folks. This is kind of, we have four of these groups. We're, we're, I don't know, my dream is for hundreds of these groups. I want to transform Kiev. I don't want to show. I want to facilitate God transforming Kiev. Um, so this is kind of the core. Every one of those people I could tell a very long story about because all of them have been on some kind of journey. Um, in fact, uh, Dima. Let me show you Dima a bit closer up. So the guy and, and Vika, Dima and Vika on the top left, um, they're a married couple now, but I first met him when he was single. Um, there was a, the reason why he got caught up with us is because his friend, who's now a bit of a supermodel in New York City, uh, these Ukrainian beauties, um, Oksana, wanted to come to our English camp, but she was a bit freaked out that she had to do the interview at somebody's private flat. So she said to Dima, would you be my protector and come along to this interview? Dima really liked the thought of the camp and came. He got saved. She didn't. She got saved the next year. Um, but praise God, all of various ways that, that people get into the kingdom. If you're on a journey, I'd love to hear about it. I think journeys are the most fascinating thing. In fact, in the video, the, this, my friend Vadim uses this word. He talks about how this whole process has been his traveling. I really like that. I love the way that Ukrainians, especially because they're like, he speaks four languages, so English is his fourth language. Um, you know, he's looking for words to try and capture this relationship with Jesus and describing it, and he just called it traveling. So that was cool. Because Jesus said, I am the what? Way. We just follow. He goes, follow me, Brent. We just follow. Um, that's our Christian life. Um, I just want to mention about this girl. If you were here a couple of months ago when I was speaking, this is the girl who came to our group and said, I don't love you anymore. I don't know if you remember that. She, she came, she said, I don't love you anymore. Um, we're thinking, oh no, some disaster. You know, somebody's offended her. No, she had just read the Bible and started to take it seriously and realized, man, if I, you know, because we use this word love, love, love all the time. Um, but if I'm serious about following Jesus, I need to define my idea of love by the Bible's idea of love. Okay, and I'm going to teach you some Russian just to emphasize this point. Okay, about how do we really understand the Bible and why would we even read it? Why do we even gather and study it and discuss it and, and listen to sermons about it? So I'm going to teach you some Russian. Here we go. Here's the word, some Russian. Do you all understand it? You can all read that. Um, some letters are the same in English as in, as in Russian. So like an A is an A and a T is a T. Okay? All the rest is kind of gobbledygook. But this word is the word slishit. So everybody say slishit. 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 Okay? Um, you might think it's weird that it starts with a C and that sounds like an S, but we do the same in English, don't we? Okay, so an S in Russian is a, a C in Russian is pronounced an S. In fact, some of you know this. Maybe some of you are too young to know this. This used to exist. This was a country. The SSSR. We used to say the USSR. Okay, the Soviet Union. Okay, this is the Soyuz Sovietsky Socialistichesky Republic. Okay, which is the Union of the Soviet Socialist Republics, SSSR. Anyway, that's enough Russian. Okay, but let's come back to this word, slishit. Say slishit. Okay, one letter difference. If you change one letter, you get a whole new word. This is the word slushit. Slushit. So slishit, slushit. Slishit, slushit. Okay. 
This letter, this is actually a letter. These two letters look like two separate letters. This is the letter Ui. Ui. <laughs> Ui. <laughs> so the word is Slishit. You've got to kind of swallow somewhere in there. Slishit. What does it mean? It means to hear. It means to hear. I can hear somebody coughing. Uh, I can hear this, you know, this air conditioning thing working. It's like to hear a sound, kind of that passive, you know. Uh, I can hear all sorts of noises. This is what a man does when he's watching the rugby and his wife comes in and starts talking. <laughs> he can hear. He can hear some noise in the background, okay? <laughs> Being pretty sexist here, aren't I? Ooh. Ooh. Sorry, Lord. But if you change this letter to the letter ooh, Okay, one letter difference, but it changes the whole meaning. Because this word means to listen. Because your man watching rugby, he's hearing his wife, but he ain't listening. <laughs> he, you know, hearing is just a passive thing. It's just noise. My, you know, your friends can just talk your ear off and it's just noise. But listen, this is something different. This is, I am concentrating on what you're saying because I want to understand it. I respect you enough, I love you enough, I want to understand what you're saying so that I can respond in the right way. Okay? And what's really interesting in Russian, if you take this word, slushit, and add two letters to it, okay? we know the C, what's that? It's like an S, yeah? and the backwards R is the sound ya. Okay? So the word is slushitsa. Slushitsa. This means when you put S, ya on the end of a word, on the end of a noun, this means you're applying it to yourself. It's reflexive for those grammar freaks. Um, it's a reflexive noun. This means, so you're applying listen to yourself. It means to obey. Really interesting. To listen and to obey. These are two very, very close ideas and very close ideas in the Bible. Because Jesus said this. How many of you are Bible scholars? How many of you have read the Bible a few times? Okay. I hope so. Now, these young guys, even though they're only Christians, some of them read the Bible at least once, halt right through. Um, Jesus said this, everyone who hears these words of mine, this was actually after a very long sermon, we call it the Sermon on the Mount, it takes three chapters of the book of Matthew, and uh, he gives lots and lots of instructions, and then he says, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them is like a, what? Is like a fool. 100%, give that man a chocolate bar, whoever said fool. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 we know that. You're like my grandkids. Man, they're cheaters. Anyway, young people in New Zealand, cheaters. <laughs> Jesus says it's like a fool. That's pretty. And you thought Jesus loves us and all of that. He does. That's why he says this. He says... If you just listen to, hear, you know, just like a noise in the background, you read your Bible, you come to church, you listen to stuff, and it just goes straight past, and you don't do it, you're like a fool. You're being extremely foolish. His brother James wrote another book in the Bible, and he says this, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Church could be a really scary place to come. Because you could be listening to things, understanding things that Jesus said. He described a particular way we should be living. Yeah, I know that. I know I should love my neighbor. I know I should love my enemies. I know I should forgive people. But if you don't do it, you could be deceiving yourself. So don't get filled up with a lot of knowledge and not do it. The key is do it. Okay? Because he says, 
you could be deceiving yourselves if you don't do it. Now, I'm getting a bit preachy there, and I just want to um, emphasize this idea. We're, we're looking at the global mandate. This is one of the things that Jesus told us to do and wants us and expects us to don't be foolish. Don't just know about this, but actually do it. To go and make disciples, to go and help other people to come to know Jesus, to apprentice them, to train them how to understand God, who God is, what God's wanting from them. This is kind of how it works within our thing, uh, what we're doing in Ukraine. So we've got Shelly. She's an American lady. Um, and a couple of years ago, Yulia, the one who said this one, who said that uh, she didn't love us, they meet once a week. So it's like, Shelly is a bit like a mentor, you could use that word, um, to Yulia. What do they do? Well, at the beginning, they just studied some like booklets, some information about Christianity, basics of Christianity. Um, but then now they just pray, they read the Bible together, they ask each other what's going on in their lives. But the next step, it doesn't just stop there, because now Yulia meets every week with Nastia. Nastia became a Christian last year. It's kind of an unfortunate name, isn't it? Nastia. I always think, nastier than who? Um, nasty. Um, I said to her, actually, don't come to New Zealand because people won't like your name. But it's a very beautiful name. It's a very beautiful Russian name that we mess up in our Kiwi speak. The name is Anastasia. Get it? So nastier, Anastasia. So it's short for Anastasia. But we say Anastasia. We mess it all up. We've got to get the emphasis on the right syllable when you're pronouncing Russian. Because, like, President Putin... What's his first name? Vladimir. Vladimir. No, it isn't. Vladimir. You've got to get them fastest on the right syllable. Boris Yeltsin used to be the president. It's not Boris, it's Boris. We get all the Russian names wrong. So this is Anastasia. What is Yulia doing with Anastasia? Exactly what Shelley did with her. Whatever, whatever she learned, she's learning, she's simply passing it on. This is disciple making. Um, I just want to highlight these um, these girls that, are, that I'm working with. Um, the one on the left, this is Darina. This is uh, um, Ilona. She's a single mum. That's why she's so grumpy. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Um, no, we're all just seriously listening to God at this point in the, in the photograph. I didn't take the photograph, obviously. And Yulia. So this was actually at a, at a conference um, for people doing something similar to us. And I took, so most of the, these three girls, I've only ever, uh, Darina's been a Christian for about four years, Alona for about six years, and, and Yulia for two years. But the leader of this conference invited them to help them put on a youth conference. So just a couple of months ago, they got 60 people together. Um, Yulia, who's only been a Christian for two years, is one of the planners of this conference and one of the speakers. And I loved the topic that, I don't know if she chose the topic or whether she was given this topic, but her topic was this. Do you go to church or are you the church? I thought that was a good topic. Do you go to church? This isn't church. You are church. This building isn't a church. We, we use this word in our English language, uh, we go to church. No, you don't go to church. You are the church. Okay? And I, I want to hear what she said. When I get back to Ukraine, I'm going to grill her on what she talked about. But she's grabbed this concept that we're a family. We follow Jesus together. Here's a little nastier, only been a Christian for a year. She's leading a discussion group at that youth conference. Okay, what are you doing? How long have you been walking with the Lord? 
how's it going? Are you helping some other people to grow as well? I'm going to finish with this picture. Um, I like this picture as a representation of Christianity, of us helping one another to grow. We're not trying to climb up a mountain to get to God. That's Buddhism or Hinduism or some other thing. Okay, we're already on top of the mountain, but we're helping each other grow. We're helping each other be strengthened. Um, which one are you? Are you the person helping or are you the person being helped? Or maybe you'd think, well, I'm a bit of both. Maybe I'm, so maybe you're, this picture is better and you're the person in the middle. Do you have somebody in your life, and, and this isn't just to young people, but I really encourage you, um, for everybody here, young or old, do you have somebody who knows you, who really knows you, who knows what you're happy about? Not Facebook friends they do, or whatever is now, Instagram or t- Tinder or whatever the thing is. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to go there with Tinder. Not everything in Ukraine works out well. We just had one of our key leaders, found a guy on Tinder, got engaged to him, now she's going to live in America and doesn't want anything to do with this anymore. Anyway, praise God. Um, forget about Tinder. Somebody who knows you. Do you really have somebody who knows you? Who knows what you're happy about? Who knows what you're sad about? Who knows what you are sad about today? Some Christian person who cares enough to be asking you those questions. What are you reading in the Bible? What are you struggling with? What are you feeling about Jesus today? How is it really going with you? And if you need a person like that in your life, then maybe you could be that person to somebody else. You might think, but I haven't got it all together. I don't have all the answers. No problem. I taught Ukrainians to do this. If you're scared that somebody's going to ask you a question that you can't answer, this is what you do. You put your hands like this, like you're going to worship God. And you go, I don't know. Don't freak out that you don't know all the answers. None of us know all the answers. I'm maybe a little bit further along in the journey, but there's a whole bunch of things I don't know. We're on a journey together. Let's walk it together. So think about that. Who have you got that's helping you to grow? And who are you helping and pulling along with you? So that's me. If you want to know more about me, if you want me, this is a bit of Christian culture for you. Some of you know about this, some of you don't. People, Christians used to stick missionaries on their refrigerator. So if you don't have a missionary on your refrigerator, you can start with me. You can get my card. It's at the back over by the fancy coffee machine. Um, Grab that. If you want to get emails about what we're doing and keep up with what we're doing, then uh, there's a sheet. You can put your email on there. I'll respect that and uh, get stuff to you. So thank you so much for listening. Do you want to just stay with me, Bill? Isn't that great? Wonderful stuff. Brent, I just thought I'd ask you a few questions about the camps. And um, so we've had some people from Activate Church that have been to your camps. What do you think is the, uh, the thing that they come back with? Maybe their lives have been changed. What have they been impressed with while in camp? Yeah, we've had several, actually. Tiffany's one that's come twice. Some of you might know Tiffany McMillan. Um, the impression that I have is you've gone to the other side of the world to meet people from what you perceive as a very different culture and discover we're just people. The kind of issues that many Ukrainians are facing exactly the same issues young people face in New Zealand. And, and so there's immediately some kind of connection there. So I think that a lot have said I was amazed at how in 10 days I could go from not knowing this person being a complete stranger to me, scared to death that there was going to be some big language and culture barrier 
but I learned to love that person. We became very close friends, and some of those friendships have continued. And I have been able to find a very normal, natural way to share about Jesus in all of our discussions and activities at the camp. So you've been a missionary for 20-plus years. Can you tell us how you first became involved as a missionary, what stirred in you, and, and how did things go from there? Okay, I'll have to give you the short story because it's quite a long, involved one. Um, I thought missionaries were pretty boring. <laughs> Maybe you think that after me speaking. Um, I always thought, well, God, God bless them. They do something. My cousins were missionaries. Someone in Papua New Guinea. God bless them. They do something good over there, I'm sure. But I didn't want any... I did, that was never going to be part of my life. I used to be a teacher. <laughs> now you... That might put you off. I used to teach over here at Hamilton Boys High School. Um, for Yeah, yeah. Um, and I kind of had my life all going in the right direction until my marriage all fell to bits. And then I was thinking, okay, well, that's the end of me as a really particularly good Christian. So I thought, well, I'll probably end up sitting in the back row of church, just ticking along for the rest of my life. God had a different idea. And it's kind of a little bit of a... He had to hit me with a brick in the side of the head. I mean... Somebody dragged me along to a missions meeting, kicking and screaming. In fact, I was walking out the door when I picked up a pamphlet that said, are you a teacher? How did they know? Yes, I am. God needs teachers, it said on the back. And I can't explain the rest. Suddenly, within three months, I was in Russia, and it was all go. So God can grab you. He might have grabbed you tonight with something I said. Run with it. Just, just let God take you on that journey. Wow. Who's ready for a journey? Who's ready for it? Let's bring it on, eh? So Brent, you're looking for two people for July camp. So when do they need to make their final decision? Um, one of the issues is if you're a Kiwi, you need a visa. And we have to send to Australia to get those. So the faster you can, like within a week or a week and a half, um, I, we would really kind of get that whole process going. Um, and yeah, an air ticket is, you know, that's a bit pricey, so you might have to get some people around and sell some hamburgers or something on the street to raise some money. And so there are some people here that are really keen to be part of this with you but are not able to do a July camp. Um, is there opportunity for them at other times? Yeah, we run camps every year, so July and August next year. If you're thinking, oh, this is too short, all my plans are already laid for the summer or for the New Zealand winter, escape the New Zealand winter, for goodness sake. Come over, it's beautiful in Ukraine, 35 degrees, sunshine, we have a beautiful lake we swim in, it's, it's awesome. Um, yeah, so we do that every, every two years. We don't really have that much in the middle between those, but talk to me and we could maybe make something happen. Awesome. Thank you. Let's give it up for Brent. Thanks for that, Brent. It's awesome. So today is the launch of Global Mandate, Global Missions, and over the next four to five weeks, we'll be hearing more and more about this. I'm very excited about it. We'll be having missionaries from various parts around the world who will be sharing uh, with us. And uh, as we close our gathering this evening, you'll have the opportunity. Where are you, Elska? Can you just stand up and give us a big wave, Elska? I'm going to give you a hand. Elska has done a huge amount of work. Uh, for launching Global Mandate. Uh, she's prepared uh, these banners. And if you look around over here, we've got the Global Mandate, Global Missions banners for Indonesia, Thailand. The Thailand team, you guys know all about what's happening there. It's featured in the booklet. Uh, Global Mandate India, there's a really significant work happening in India, and that is featured in the booklet also. And we'll be having uh, Grant McAllister, who's based in Hong Kong, with us 
uh, in May, sharing about Global Mandate, and also there's information about Vietnam, where we had Anna and Nam with us uh, two or three weeks ago. Over here, we've got what's happening in Europe. There's exciting things happening there. In Africa, with Anna and Nam. And, of course, Global Mandate. That's you and me. And I guess you'd say we're missionaries in Hamilton, uh, Brent. So it's a good place to start, to be a missionary right where we are. And God can lead us elsewhere around the world. So over the next month, four to five weeks, there's some exciting stuff coming up to that. And we really uh, encourage you to be part of the journey with us as we go through Global Mandate. So there we go. So, um, Ashley, I'm going to hand it over to you with the final announcements. And um, this is your first time cheering, eh? Let's give it up for Ashley. She's done an awesome job. Okay, so if you're a visitor, we have uh, visitors' packs over there. The lovely lady in the green has got a white pack. Um, grab one of those. There's lots of information that's great um encourage you to be purposeful in your giving we have giving stations and a whole bunch of ways you can give so ask someone in the green if you don't know um and also there's no planned young adults hang tonight um yeah so find someone who's been to thailand and take them out for dinner and question them yeah <laughs> take take nicole out for dinner she's she's had a long week a long week yeah so cool um finish with a song i guess yeah yeah, hand it over to you guys. i 
Awesome. Fantastic. Can I just encourage you to close your eyes for a few moments? And if you're here today and going, gee, I'm just really not sure what God's plan is for my life. But there's something I've heard from Brent tonight that goes, there's a spark in there that I need to respond to you. Well, every eye is closed. If that's you, can you just raise your hand? Saying I'm partnering with God. That's cool. That's awesome. Fantastic. Father, I thank you, Lord, for hearts that have been touched, hearts that are wanting to respond to you, Lord. And Father, I pray, Lord, in meetings like this, Lord, significant transactions with you can occur. And Father, in those that feel the pull to respond to you, Father, I pray that in the name of Jesus, something will be set in motion from this night forth, will be life-changing. Lord, not only changing the lives of those that respond, but the lives of many, Lord, who will be impacted from the choice to follow you in this way. And also, if you're here this evening and you know you're not right with God, maybe you don't even have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you've drifted off from Jesus. And you go, tonight is the night and I, I need to get right with God. I want to go this moment on. I want to follow and live for Jesus. As the wise person who builds their house upon the rock, not the foolish one building it upon the sand. If that's you this evening, where every eye is closed, can you give me a wave? That's cool. That's great. Church, would you pray this prayer with me? And I just want to encourage you to, to pray this all with me. Heavenly Father, I come before your throne of grace. And I thank you for the privilege of following Jesus. I turn my back on going my own way. And I choose to follow Jesus' way. Fill me afresh with your Spirit. Wash away my every sin. And I thank you that I'm forgiven. I thank you that I'm cleansed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you've prayed that for the first time this evening, come and see me. I'd love to uh, meet with you and congratulate with you and give you some resources. So that's cool. So God bless you. Have an awesome rest of evening. I'm going to ask for the short video that Elska has put together. Have a look at this. It's only 30 seconds long. And as you leave from here, I encourage you to take an Activate Global Mandate booklet. There's lots of exciting stories there. So enjoy the video. God bless you. Take someone out for dinner or supper and uh, have a great week. God bless.
Till we finish the race